seeking financing as a founder is a very scary thing. First, you don't know when you should do it. When's the right time for your company? And then what should you do to set yourself up to look good to investors? And what do you even do? And should you go after debt? Should you go after equity? There's so many questions. That's why I had John Gallagher on the show. He is with Element Finance and he laid out everything that we need to know to make sure that you can go get the right financing at the right time for you. This is going to be really helpful. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. And welcome. Super excited to have you here. Thank you for coming to Sastry in the Making. I am your host, Matt Wallach, and I am here to help you level up your SaaS company. So, so glad you've joined us. And I'm really, really delighted to have a special guest today who's going to talk to us about all things investment and financing. I've got John Gallagher with me today. John, how you doing? Great. Thanks, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. Super glad to have you here. John is joining us direct from Ireland. Uh, he normally is in San Antonio spending his time, but over in Ireland in his homeland and really happy that he spent the time to be with us. So John, let me tell everybody about you. John is a partner at Element Finance and really he's an experienced business and finance specialist in the information technology and investment industry. He really helps companies achieve their growth path. It's really cool. I want to want to dive into this. Element SaaS Finance is a provider of flexible growth capital to SaaS companies and they provide capital-efficient, founder-friendly finance to SaaS companies. I think that's a big thing, the founder-friendly piece. I talked with John before the show, and it was neat hearing him talk about how, how excited he is about what companies are building out there and what people are doing and what some of his cohort companies It's just so cool. So I know he has the passion for it, and I'm really looking forward to diving into his wisdom. John, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Look, look forward to talking to you. Absolutely. So... You know, first things first, tell me what's going on with you lately and what's coming up. Yeah, so look, in, in Element, um, we're continuing to um, lend money as investment to uh, growing SaaS companies. And um, we're, we're doing various different things to make that process uh, easier, quicker, uh, more flexible for founders. So it might be our product that we're working on to make it more, more appealing and more usable for founders but also how we do our diligence and how we gather information in that. You know, um, you might have seen uh, in the last couple of years, there's been a huge uh, increase in the amount of fintech use and gathering data from companies. So it can be used by lots of different people, but one of the main users of that is banks and lenders and investors who want to get information quickly and make their decisions quicker based on real uh, live data. So uh, that's we're 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 working hard on that and uh, making sure that we're, we're trying to do the best for our customers. I love it. And you talk about you know being founder founder friendly and making it easier for your customers. So how how is that? How do you go about helping your your you know companies do that? Yeah, you know, every company at different stages needs different types of finance and you know when you start off your company it's good you're going to start it off with your savings maybe some friends and family are going to invest in you some angels then maybe some seed vc but as you progress your your your, your need for finance changes um some people go the vc route or some people never raise money uh, and it's amazing to you know there's the amount of companies out there that have never raised any money that bootstrapped all the way um, 
but normally companies need to raise money. But if you can get your business to a certain level that you have customers and revenue and, you know, a process of how you can win more customers and by spending more money, then a lot of the time debt makes sense. And there's different types of debt out there. And one thing that we really focus on with customers is making sure that the debt that they're using and taking is is the right type of debt for what they want to do. Mm. You know, I use the analogy sometimes of um, you see people going out and it's like buying a car on your credit card. You know, you can do it. Not a great idea. You know, you're going to have to refinance that at some stage because it's going to hurt. But uh, so so we really focus on the customers and go, look, we're out, our products are either a right fit for you or they're not. And these are the other options out there that you should go and explore. Um, so trying to find the right, the right finance. And then when, when it is within our ballpark, then how can we uh, flex our products? We two main products, revenue-based financing and term loans. How can we flex them to let companies use our finance in the best way that they need it? Uh, an example of that is, um, a lot of the times companies will have a say a 24 month plan and say they need an amount of money say it's two million dollars for that 24 month plan but you know they don't need the 24 months money sitting in a bank account right now so why don't you take nine to 12 months of that money and then come back and if you've achieved your plan you're, you're going to get that the next money very easily so we, we can create a facility that can get drawn on our tranches with some KPIs. So it's less expensive for the company. They don't have mm. money just sitting in their bank account doing nothing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what, that's what we, we, we try to do. I, I love that. It sounds like it is very founder friendly. It sounds like you guys are thinking about the real world and how things actually should work. And what I like is that you're able to kind of steer and direct them is I, I know a lot of founders and I work with a lot of them and, and, and they come to me for sales help, growth help, but a lot of them are, 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 are very, and this is me too, very clueless about what's going on in finance. And they just think, okay, if I need money, I just go out and get some big investor and I give them a share of the company and that's it. But it sounds like there's a lot of other options. It sounds like you guys are great at steering them and helping them get to the right option for them. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And there is more and more options in the market, uh, you know, in the last two, three years, including ourselves, um, that weren't there previously. So you don't always need to be hitting up the big VCs or the smaller VCs or, you know, giving away shares in your company. Um, a lot of founders come to us and they've, they've got a plan over the next 18, 24 months. You know, they've executed their plan to get their business to a, a good size business. Um, so they, they come to us and they say, look, this is where we've got to. We've proven what we can do. We just want to. We want to grow for another eighteen months, and either get to profitability or go and raise that big round. But but if they're raising it in eighteen months, it means that their valuation is eighteen months down the line, where they've mm-hmm. increased their revenues and seen more growth and, and and more metrics to back up their their valuations. Um. But one look, there's there's different ways people do it. In the lending world, there's a lot of uh, options at the moment that are plug and play. So you plug into a system, downloads your data, they rarely speak to you, um, and they send you money. And that's that's all well and good. Um, but the way we go about it is probably more the enterprise sales type of tact where we're going to get on the phone with you, we're going to talk to you, see how you understand your business, and try and figure out what's the best option for you, you know, 
maybe it is us, maybe it isn't, but making sure that the companies we lend to are using us in the, the right way and for the right things. That's uh, super cool. So it seems like you clearly have a passion for this. How did you get into this? How did you decide, okay, Element Finance, this is something that's needed and we're going to get it going? Yeah, it, it's funny. Um, you know, from a young age, uh, family, friends, and uh, different people, I was surrounded by entrepreneurs at different stages. And um, I spent years in finance, probably about 15 years or more. Always had a bit of a, a bug to do something uh, enterprising. And um, a friend of mine um, who had started an equity firm called Scaleworks in San Antonio, Texas, they had started a side a side business lending to some of their own companies. And um, he approached me and said, look, we, we think we've got a business here. Would you, would you be interested in coming, coming on board and taking a look at this? So it's about a few months, you know, talking to people on the phone, talking to customers, did a few loans. You really see that we were really helping companies. And I really just, I just really love getting on, a, on, on phone calls with our potential customers, figuring out their needs, figuring out how we might be able to help them or might not. And um, hearing about how they built their business and how they've maybe overcome that quarter that was really difficult or when they had to pivot the business or, or something like that. So that's really what I'm, really passionate about hearing those stories and working with those people and being part of their next the next journey uh forward but uh yeah we uh we spun out element finance out of out of scaleworks about three years ago and have continued to lend more and more uh entrepreneurs founders and, and, and great businesses super cool and super needed i'm glad you guys are doing this helping everybody uh thinking of um a SaaS company. How does a SaaS company? How does a founder know that investment is right for them? When do they? When do they realize we need investment versus we should just keep trying to to grow on our own? So whenever whenever you're able to see and you built a process of you know your your product is built, you have customers using it. You you know you just need to get it out to more customers. You know, well then. Then, then all the time you don't you don't need VC because you built your product, right? So your product's there, but you need to pour some fuel in the fire. At certain stages, CEOs need to stop away from being the chief salesperson and step back and, and focus on running running the business. Um, so then they they need to hire hire a senior salesperson, a sales team, marketing, of course, uh, even before that, uh, to get those leads for the salespeople. And when you're building that process, if you can, if as you go, you'll refine that process more and more, and you'll see for every dollar that you put into marketing or sales, you have metrics that sales come out of that, revenue is generated out of that. So if you if you can see those metrics and you've got a you've got a good process going on, that means you well, there will be laws of diminishing returns, but you should you should put more money into that. Take on take on a few more salespeople, take on a bit more marketing. Founder and the management team can see, you know, that they're able to put in a dollar and months later, you know, more customers and, and revenues coming out. They need to invest ahead of the time. They need to invest in that marketing and sales team for six, nine months until they see that revenue and the fruits of their labor come through. So, you know, that can be hard to do when you're bootstrapping. So that's where, you know, you don't always need a VC size check. So, you know, 
how about half a million dollars or a couple of million dollars, depending on your size, uh, to build that team out and see the fruits of those labors. And, um, you know, these businesses are, the businesses we lend to are roughly doing between $1 million in ARR and $10 million in ARR. Um, so they're very, they're very founder-led and the founders and the management team know these businesses inside out. Like it's, it's incredible when you talk to them and uh, it's, it's gives you so much confidence in, in these businesses because they, 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 they live and sleep, uh, breathe these, their business. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I've been there. I totally understand that. So you're a SaaS founder. Let's say uh, here we are. We, we, we want to do it. We realize we need it. How can a SaaS company set themselves up to, to look good and attractive to investors or people funding them? Look, any investor, whether it's an equity or debt investor, is going to look at your financials. So they're going to want to see a track record of your financials, both your revenue, your expenses, your balance sheet, your cash flow. So having having a good finance process and all that data organized in a proper manner is the first step, really. Um, and then when they when they start digging into the revenue, they're going to want to see your metrics. So you know what is your MRR? What is the dynamics of your customers? Your expansion, contraction, what's your retention like? What's your gross hard churn? What what does that look like? Um, so they're going to dig into all of that. And you know most of these founders track these things very closely, which is which is great. But those are the those are the first things that people will want to see to to give it a test. You know, is this give it a first test, first pass at whether it's a fit? Uh, so that's the information. From there, then people are going to dig into like contracts, bank statements. You know, maybe link up the fintech that I'm talking about uh, and just be able to see the data directly. Um, so there's there's quite a bit in it, and on our on our website we've got various tools to help with a. Uh, We've a diligence list, which is a full diligence list. It's not just the first pass list. It's uh, it's a full diligence list that people can access free free access. It's up there to be downloaded. Um, but having your financials and your metrics and your data in an organized fashion is the really the first step that you so that you can share that with the investor. I love that. And and I've heard also, if you can show that you've created a process, that you have a way to to drive business, to bring in leads, fill your funnel, close new business, you kind of mentioned it earlier, is having that process in place and able to show that something that's also pretty attractive? Absolutely. You know, it can't be a one-man band. So you, you need a process of, you know, the sales and marketing and, you know, the, the, even the finance, you know, when people have their finances well, well sorted out and very uh, process driven gives you a lot of confidence in the business but absolutely seeing the sales process that it's not reliant on one salesperson um, and, and how that all works and how that all leads from marketing into sales into revenue and then you know onboarding customer success those things just give you a lot of confidence in a business and their ability to win further customers super super cool so if you think about some uh, companies you've worked with or seen or companies that have approached you, what are, what are some early mistakes these companies are making when it comes to seeking investment in financing? The, probably the, the most common mistake we made it, or we see is um, that when companies 
are approaching different types of financiers for investment that they aren't adjusting their pitch. So we get a lot of people sending us, you know, BC style forecasts. And we're like, sorry, we can't, we're not going to write a $30 million check for a business doing $3 million in ARR. That's BC. So, you know, that, that forecast will be set up to have a high burn, which, mm. you know, we can never provide the capital for them to do that. So they need to tailor their approach. If, if they're going after debt, have a different forecast, you know, tailor it to the audience that you're, you're approaching. Um, and then obviously have your equity one if that's what you're going after also. Um, so that's, that's probably the most common mistake we see. Um, and obviously, you know, that's, that's a pretty important point nowadays uh, with VCs pulling, pulling back from the market quite a lot. Uh, more people are looking to debt. Uh, so, you know, just, just make sure you're, you're, you're doing that as a first step. I love it. Why would somebody want debt versus going after a, an investor like a VC? Keep the shareholding and control. Uh, you know, we, we, we've all heard the stories and I know several stories of companies that have sold for in excess of $500 million and the founders have got zero out of, out of it at the end. Um, because the, uh, <clears throat> there will be a coupon or a pref or something for the VC that they, they take on. And if you don't become that $10 billion company and you, own, you only sell for six or 700 million. So uh, crazy to say that, but uh, you know that's that's the way VCs are built. They need they need big massive exits. You know they if they invest in a hundred companies, they need five winners. So those five winners need to be big winners. And if they're not big winners, it's it's hard. It's hard for founders. So most of the founders we work with, they want to retain their shareholding and the value that they are creating, and they know they know that they don't always need massive checks to do that. And they don't want to be answerable and lose their control of their board and their shareholding so that, you know, someone can march them out the door if, if they're not doing what someone else wants them to do. Mm -hmm. um, those, are, those are the main two reasons. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. So what advice would you have for anybody who's uh, in that early stage and wants to seek investment, wants some money? What should be their first steps? Well, you should um, explore the market. There's a number of people that will help you out in the market. Um, but you know, I think a lot of the a lot of the people in both BC and in the debt space are very open to you know setting up a quick call. And it might be it might be an associate that you're talking to, but they'll give you a good lay of the land, um, whether it's a quick fit for them or not. Um, so it's literally just. Get on, get on the phone, approach some of these investors, uh, some of these debt providers, and um, get on a call and try and navigate the market. It's amazing how helpful people people are um, when you when you get them on a phone. You know, people in, are inherently good and want to help each other out. So, I've always found that very uh, very useful. I agree. I think it's amazing how, especially in this community in the SaaS world, I think everybody's kind of very open to helping. So. And speaking yeah, of helping, uh, this has been super, super awesome, John. Did you have one more thing? Yeah, I was just going. I was just going to suggest there's a local guy in San Antonio, uh, uh, Matt Willibanks, who's just started up a a, a a platform to help people find the right type of debt for them. It's called Rocket Option. Um, so we've been working with him, and he, he's working with all the debt providers, and he's he's just he's giving a platform where you can go in, you can put in some of your information, and 
they will provide you with the sort of lists of uh, of lenders that might be be a fit for you. Wow, that's beautiful. Maybe we should have him on the show. He can explain all that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that. Um, yeah, as I said, this has been awesome. Super, super cool insights, especially for people who are looking for funding. I've been there. It's a, it's definitely a, a time for nerves and and un, unknown, and it's really scary. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for laying it all out. How can people best learn more about what you're doing at Element? Well, you can, you can find us on our website, elementfinance.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, not on Facebook. Well, I'm not on Facebook, but uh, I'm sure we have one. But elementfinance.com, there's a little submission form you can fill out and uh, we can set up a call with uh, myself or one of my colleagues and we'll hop on and see what we can do for you. Okay, beautiful. We'll put all that into the show notes so everybody listening you can go check that out. But John, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Matt. It's been great to talk to you. Absolutely. Likewise here as well. So everybody out there, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening and watching. Really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss anything else or anyone else like awesome advisors, investors, creators like John. So please subscribe. That way you're going to get all the best tips for growing your company. Thanks for coming. We will see you next time. Take care.